Um, in the series Normal, we've really just been talking about what a normal life looks like as a follower of Jesus. And I think this is important in today's society because I think we have probably disconnected the idea of what a believer, as described in Scripture, really looks like. So a believer in Scripture connotates the idea that you actually follow what you believe. But in our society, we have people that believe in God but don't follow the precepts and the instructions and the commands that he's put in Scripture. So we argue cerebrally over what it is that we think we should be doing according to Scripture instead of just doing it out of obedience. Are you following with what I'm saying here? And so in this series, we're really just presenting like this is normal, ideal living. Last week we talked about it's normal to take ownership. How many of you were able to to get something out of that message last week? Listen, I want you to know if you didn't hear that message, um, go back onto our YouTube and watch it. I think there was just some really key things that God was releasing. And I had a number of people uh, either talk to me or message me and tell me that it was significant. And so in that, um, at the very end, spontaneously, uh, there's a powerhouse of a woman of God in our church. Her name is Terry Berrieza. And Terry has just such a deep understanding of, of God. And I just, I looked down, I said, Terry, I think you've got a word for us. And she got up here and she gave us this word again. You can go back and you can watch it uh, on our YouTube, that service. And she talked about uh, time, God's time and reminding her and how God's reminding us right now. She talked about chronological time and Kairos time. I'm bringing this up because I really feel like this morning what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to communicate to you in a way that is not in the linear fashion that you may be used to me communicating. Because I want us to understand that although we meet Sunday to Sunday in chronological time, and I am prepared to speak to you in a chronological order every single Sunday, that on top of a chronological time that we meet every Sunday, there's also a Kairos time, that there's an appointed word that God has for you today in 2021 on this day in November, that there's no coincidence that you're sitting here, that you're watching on our online campus, or you're gonna hear this at some point in time. And I am thoroughly convinced that even if you don't hear this for another year, that the time that you hear this word that I'm about to speak, it is the appointed divine time that God needs you to hear it. Are you with me this morning? So I have a, I have a couple of words this morning that I just I think I wanted God to, um, to say, hey, you should speak this, and I, I felt like he said, okay. And so here, here's the first thing that I wanna say. Um, I, I really got a sense, and the Lord was showing me a picture of some of us walking around with residue and dust on our shoulders. And it reminded me of when 9-11 happened, and we saw images of people walking in downtown streets in New York, and there was just that dust residue on them. And I felt like the Lord said, um, it, is, it is not time any longer to walk with the residue that is, that is settled on you, that it's time for it to be brushed off. And this is what I mean. Some of us are sitting in a place of confusion, fogginess, and haze, and we don't know what to do right now in this new place that we find ourselves in. Is this relating to anybody? This morning, the Lord woke me up at 419 in the morning and um, it's fascinating because I don't usually dream a whole lot, but I was having a dream and the Lord woke me up and I was on an old surfboard and I come from a background of surfing. And I'm telling you this dream for a reason, so just hang tight with me. Um, and I was having this dream that uh, actually, Lindsay, you were in the dream and a number of other people from my past um, and really connected to my past when I was surfing as an elite athlete. And I was in the middle of this new place. It wasn't familiar to me. And I, I, I recognized that it was a new place. And there was water flooding the streets. And there was waves going up and down this avenue. And Lindsay, we were standing at the end of this avenue. And I was on this surfboard. And I was trying to make sense of, of getting from one place to another on this surfboard. And, um, and this makes sense to me because being a surfer, okay? Apply this to your life in a second, how, you, how you'd like. Um, fast forward, and I, I couldn't get any traction. I couldn't figure it out. And I, I was standing there, and I found myself, I just picked up the surfboard, and I just walked over to where Lindsay was standing. And 
uh, we started talking and I pointed out the fact that this board had a crack in it and I tried to repair it. And when I went to show Lindsay and I, I showed him where this, this, this breach was, this break, the board just fell into pieces. And, and I looked over and this guy from my past who I used to surf competitively against was standing and he was unpacking all of these old surfboards that he was able to keep. And I was confused and I was like, Lord, why is he able to hold on to these old surfboards but I can't hold on to this old board? I feel like this is what the Lord said when I woke up this morning. I was like, Lord, you cannot wake me up at 419 without a purpose and a reason. So I said, Lord, would you speak to me? Because, you know, I have to stand up this morning and you interrupted my sleep and gave me this dream. And I think there's something for this morning for someone. And as it pertains to fogginess and haze and confusion, um, I feel like some of you had found yourself in a new place while you're still trying to hold on to old parts of your life. The old parts are broken, although you keep trying to put them back together and utilizing the old methods. And God was showing me that sometimes we get frustrated because we look at other people around us and they're able to walk and still hold on to these old things, but he's calling you to actually get rid of the old things that are broken and quit trying to put them back together because he wants to do a new thing in your life. He's got you in a new place to do a new thing with new things. Are you following me? Almost 20 years ago, January 6th, this year will be 20 years when we started this church. My wife and I set out on a mission to say, we're just gonna give our lives to this. There were five couples. We turned everything over to God. And we found ourselves sitting in a position where we said, God, last week I said we need to take ownership. And taking ownership, we're going to apply God's character to areas of our lives. So we applied God's character in our life. We applied God's character to our finances. Some of you have heard this story. Um, I, I found myself in a position where my wife had decided to come home and raise who now is our second oldest child, Kay Howe, who leads worship here sometimes. And um, that was the decision in our life. And we found ourselves in a situation where I was self-employed. She was working, making an amazing job. We said, God, we're just gonna step out in faith, apply your character to our life financially. Within like, Four months, my income tanked. Have you ever stepped into something new you felt like God was calling you into and then all of a sudden things start falling apart? Don't second guess it. We found ourselves having to get rid of all of our vehicles and I needed a car desperately. So I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm doing what you asked me to do. And we were given four vehicles. And I made the decision that I was gonna go out and buy a fifth vehicle. And this fifth vehicle was a Honda Accord and I got a really good deal on it from a buddy of mine who had a connection with some dealerships and it was an old one. I spent like two grand on it. I was like, it's such a good deal. Now God had given me four cars. I made the decision to go buy another car. Can I say this morning that God has given you the resources you need for your today and sometimes you make the mistake of going out and try to appropriate something on your own that he didn't give you? Let me tell you a story about this Honda that I had. Uh, the transmission went out on it. I took it to a shop, they put a new transmission in it. Literally, the guy started the car to drive it and the transmission, the brand new transmission went out on it. He did that five times with transmissions. Okay, bear with me here. I felt like what the Lord had shown me in my life, uh, if, you, if you study the significance of numbers, the number four is the number of creation. It's the day that actually light was created. God said, let there be light. And he put signs in the sky to mark days, years, and times, seasons. It's also in the commandments where in the fourth it says, God says, honor my Sabbath and rest. Five is the number of grace. Are you following me? And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, Pat, you have tried to step out in your own grace by buying this Honda. 
and not rested in my creative provision materially that I've given you. And I felt like this morning the Lord is just encouraging you to rest in his provision creatively that he wants to bring to you. And some of you are struggling to see the strategy and your way forward and how you're gonna make it from now to tomorrow. And I'm telling you, don't strive and try to walk in your own grace. You explain to me how five transmissions, brand new transmissions go out in the same car. I had to sell the car. It's like inexplicable, right? It reminds me of the passage in Acts 2, in verse 43, we started this series, we talked about the Holy Spirit showing up in the upper room to 120 people, that's called the day of Pentecost. Do you guys remember what happened in that story? The Holy Spirit shows up, right? In form of like fire, like tongues, right? And it said everyone in the room gets filled with the Holy Spirit and they all start speaking in another tongue. That's really weird. I'm just gonna tell you, that's really weird. It's weird, like, it's hard to explain like five transmissions that are brand new going out in a car. But God moved on humanity in a fresh way in that upper room. And I felt like God is saying, we are right now in a season, we're in an upper room, fresh way, anointing that he wants to move on us. This is, I do not normally communicate this way but I feel like we really need to grab a hold of some increased, deeper revelation of what God is saying to us in our current times. To embolden you and to encourage you that he wants to pour his spirit out on you and he wants to work in your life in ways that you're not gonna be able to explain if you rest in his creative provision. And at the end of chapter two of Acts, the Holy Spirit gets poured out. This is the manifestation of this I'm about to read. A deep sense of awe came over them all and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared their money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes at the Lord's Supper, shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people on each day. The Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. This is a great depiction of what this church looked like when it started. People just showing up, giving me keys to cars. Today, what I'm gonna talk about, and next week what we're gonna talk about is something that I think we have a hard time wrapping our head around sometimes because we're very cerebral beings. Today we're gonna to talk about how it's completely normal for you and I to walk in signs, wonders, and miracles. And today specifically, I'm gonna talk about signs and wonders, and next week we're gonna talk about miracles, because miracles, we need, to, we need to deal with separately. In fact, I'm gonna tell you this preemptively. I'm gonna encourage you that if you need a miracle in your life, or you know somebody that needs a miracle, you have them tune in, you bring them, that we're gonna pray for people next week, and we're gonna ask for God's hand to move and see miracles. Today, we're gonna to talk about signs and wonders. And what I just read, a deep sense of awe came over them all and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. God was verifying his, pre I want you to know this, God was verifying his presence in Chandranai's life that he was with us in our circumstance when we started this ministry he was for us, and he was gonna be our creative provision. And God wants to give you the same thing. He wants you to know that you know that you know that he's gonna provide for you, he's gonna move for you, he's gonna speak to you, and it should be normal that he speaks to you and I in signs and wonders. Now, I'm gonna break down signs and wonders. Are you, are you guys with me right now? You good? I feel like either one or two things, either I just completely blew everyone out of the water or you're really sitting back and digesting. Can you please tell me, are you, dig are you digesting? Raise your hand if you're digesting. Okay, that's good. If, if I blew you out of the water, I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand because that pretty much is an assurity that you're never coming back. 
Not only did he blow me out of the water, but then he made me tell him publicly. Okay. Listen, I want, my, my goal is to make the really mysterious things of God as plain as possible for you and I to understand because we're made to walk in this. So I'm going to break these two words down. The first time that God produces a sign in Scripture is in Genesis 1.14. Now we see lots. If you read in the Scripture in the New Testament, over 70 times you see the term signs and wonders. The word sign and wonder are always used together. In fact, you will, ne- you will see sign by itself, but you will never see wonder used. The word wonder is used on its own. Signs and wonders are partners. They're, they're like conjoined twins, okay? But there is some slight differentiation, and we're going to break that down. In Genesis 1.14, this is the scripture I just referred to. It says, Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark seasons, days, and years. It's times. This word sign, it's, it's, it, the word simeon, it's a symbol, action, or occurrence that points to something beyond itself. It, it can also mean miracle or wonder. Now, I want you to know that a sign doesn't always have to be a miracle. Sometimes it's as plain as you're driving down the road and there's a sign that somebody has put there to say, sharp curve ahead, slow down. God sometimes is going to give you signs in your life to tell you what's up ahead so that you can best walk through the future provision or the future navigation. Are you with me? That's not very miraculous, is it? It's just a sign. What we have to be careful of is sometimes you will read signs and the enemy will want to detour you. Okay? Uh, when I was a kid, I, I, I had the luxury of growing up in a city just coastally in Oceanside. And my friend and I had the novel idea that if you come up, now I'm just going to say this. If you have no recollection, I apologize. For those of you from the O, you're going to totally get what I'm saying. If you get off the 5 freeway on Oceanside Boulevard and you start heading west, you go up a hill. We were very little. As you go up that hill, there was some street construction going on. And there was a bunch of cones and signs. And one of the signs said detour. So my friend and I decided we were going to take these signs and we were going to block off Oceanside Boulevard. We were probably eight. And we were going to block off Oceanside Boulevard and we were going to detour everybody down the road just before Dittmar Street, which is the stoplight. And, and so we... We put cones across the road and we put the signs to detour and we carried some signs with us down the street to his house was on a corner and we got to the corner and we put another sign up that said detour and we de- detoured people up the street by his house up into a dead end that was near impossible to get out of. I've asked for forgiveness. We then proceeded to climb a giant tree in his front yard and sat at the top of it and we watched... 50 to 60 cars get detoured and end up in a dead end. I then started picking stuff off the tree and we started throwing things at the cars. Sometimes in your life, the enemy wants to dead end you because you misread a sign or he appropriates what God wants to speak to you about and it gets used and perverted. Let me give you an example of a sign. And this is going to be touchy, but sometimes the perversion of signs is when we make them about ourselves. Signs point to something beyond itself. Signs are not to illuminate you. The lights in the sky that are signs illuminate times. They don't illuminate themselves. The stars in the sky are there to say, look at me. They're there to say, look at the creator. Do you understand? So sometimes we take signs that God has given us and we appropriate them, we misappropriate them, and we make them about ourselves. God gave the rainbow to humanity as a sign of his promise. Now, today, we've, humanity has misappropriated the rainbow and it's actually a source of pride. We need to be very careful when God speaks to us and we misappropriate and the enemy loves for you to misread a sign and get dead-ended. Are you with me this morning? 
Signs are not about you. They're always about revealing a deeper sense of him. Are you catching me? Are you picking up what I'm putting down this morning? So the basic nature of a sign is it points people to God. It's a, vi- it's a visual aid, okay? So a sign can be, here's a couple things. It can be something from the past. So last week we read the story of Joshua. Joshua is this guy who takes his nation of Israel. They step into the Jordan River. The Jordan River parts, and they go into the land that God promised them. And while they're standing there and the waters are parted, God gives instruction through Joshua for them to pick up 12 stones, representing each one of the parts of the 12 tribes of Israel. And when they walk out of the Jordan, the waters come back together, they take those 12 stones and they build an altar that served as a sign for future generations to remind them of what God had done. It's important for you and I that when God speaks to us in signs, we can mark those and say, God, you spoke to me here, you can speak to me again. You provided for me with your creative provision 20 years ago when we started this church. You can provide for this church with creative provision today in 2021. God, you did it once, you can do it again. Joshua instructed his people to say, you will, you will bring generations back to this place to remind them the power and the mercy and the grace of God who delivered you from slavery. They can remind you of your past. Signs can actually tell you of something to come. Uh, they remind you of what God will do. This is being prophetic in nature, prophetic in the sense of its foretelling. So in the book of Isaiah, Long before Jesus was born, this is what the prophet Isaiah says, chapter 7, verse 14. All right then, the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. Hold on a second. This dude just gave a foretelling of Jesus' mama who was going to be a virgin who would conceive a child. We're getting ready to celebrate this, by the way. And what, what, what's happening here? Isaiah is saying the prophetic, the, this, there's multiple layers to this. Check this out. He's saying the prophetic word that I'm giving about what's gonna happen is serving as a sign. The Virgin Mary is serving as a physical sign. Did you know that God actually chooses you and I to work as signs? in other people's lives, if you're willing, if you're available. Imagine if Mary was like, nah, nah, dude. Nah, we ain't doing that. This is something a sign does remind you of what God will do. Isaiah is reminding the people who are stuck in their situation. He's like, look, we have altars from times of Joshua. But now, the, like the people were grumbling to Isaiah and he said, you know what? Here, let me pull you forward. This is what God will do as a sign. And then God did it. So when you and I read Isaiah and then we read in Matthew about Jesus' mama, and we put the two together, it's serving as a sign to remind us and it served as a sign as a foretelling. There's so many layers to what Isaiah did. Let's talk about, are, is this a sign? Is this clear? Okay, good. I don't want to belabor it. Wonder. Let's talk about wonder really quick. They're partners. Uh, it's always associated with signs in scripture. I already said that. And wonders are very similar to signs, but they're different, they're different in terms of emphasis, okay? I'm going to try and describe this the best I can. A sign appeals to understanding, and a wonder appeals to imagination. Now, the word wonder, when I just read in Acts 2.43, said the apostles, were in, they were all in deep awe, and they were moving in signs and wonders. And the end result was is that God was revealed and lots of people started coming to faith. That's my prayer for our church. 
not that we would have a slick message and we would polish our, you know. Like, I, I want Moses' Old Testament, God, if you don't go with us in signs and wonders, Moses said this, he said, if you don't go with us, God, I ain't going. God said, okay, I'll go with you with what? With a sign and a wonder. And so it was what God did. God said, I will show you I'm with you because by day you will see a cloud and by night you will see fire. That'll, that'll toy with your imagination. You're sitting there going like, ha, ha, every time it gets dark, it's a fire. Huh. That'll make you wonder. That's why it's called wonder. The word is Tetris. It's a special display of God's power. I love this. I'm going to break this down very quickly. Special display of God's power of, uh, of uncertain affinity. When I read that, I was like, don't know what that actually means. So I had to break it down, okay? Because I'm a very simpleton, okay? It can also mean miracle. Now, I want to say something. Oftentimes, if you look up the word for sign, you look up the word for wonder, you will see in their description sign or wonder and miracle. There's something about the miraculous, but not every sign and wonder have to be a miracle, but every miracle is a sign and a wonder. You with me? We're going to dive deep into that next week, okay? So here's, here's, I had to break it down. I, affinity, I, I, like, I know what affinity means, but okay. Affinity is spontaneous or natural liking for somebody. So here's what this is saying. That a wonder creates this uncertain affinity with God. Here, here, here's, here's what I'm saying. Wonders bring a spontaneous or natural liking for God, although you're not quite sure why or how it happened. You're uncertain about it. Does that make sense? Have you ever had something occur? We, we, we pull up, we're family, we went on vacation in Yosemite. We come through, it's called this keyhole experience. We go through the mountain, we get out, and, I, and I'm not a nature guy, like, and I joke about this, but like camping for me is five-star resort with room service. I was like, I'll get in. So my wife said, we're going camping. And I was like, ha, ha, all right. We show up, Airbnb, we go through thing, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, we get, I'm smitten by this view. I get down, I'm standing in the field across from this giant 3,000-foot cliff called El Capitan, and I'm looking up at it, and I see these little specks moving up and down it that are humans. And I stood, and I was like, I don't know why, but I have a deep sense of wonder and awe about the creator right now, and I could sense his presence, and, and, and there was a gratitude in me, and then the next thought was my wife looked at me, and she said, you're thinking about learning how to climb that, aren't you? Uh-huh. Sometimes wonder can be as simple as that. It's, it's something that causes the beholder, you, something that causes you and I to marvel. But ultimately, it leaves you in awe and it causes you to worship God, to give worth, attention, and affection to him more than you did before. When wonder has been lost, I felt like the Lord said this this morning for us. Um, When we lose wonder, we reduce God and we reduce Christ to being cerebral. This is why signs and wonders work together. Because signs are going to appeal to your intellect and wonders appeal to your inspiration to worship what your intellect now understands. And our society has reduced faith to the cerebral. I need an encounter with God desperately daily. I need to see him in action through different things daily to remind me and to pull me into my future. Wonders can be as simple as this. Um, If you've ever had this opportunity, 
to stand in a room. I remember standing in our oldest daughter being born, who's getting ready to have our first grandchild, and hearing her cry for the first time. I cannot explain why, if I made this entire room silent right now and I played a clip, an audio clip, of a newborn baby's first cry, I cannot explain to you why it does in your heart what it does. But I know what it did to me is it let me know that there was something much bigger in the world than me. And I stood in wonder and awe. It can also mean the wonder in seeing a physical infirmity healed that I, I can't explain it. But the problem is we, we, we live in such a cerebral world. We, 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 if we can't explain it intellectually, we dismiss it. God clearly says, though, like we're never going to understand his ways. They're higher than ours. So that's why we need both. We need signs and we need wonders. I want to make this statement because I think this is really, I'm going to make two statements. One of them I think is like the most important of the two for sure. Number one, signs and wonders are a perfect balance for God to touch humanity's intellect, emotions, and will. That's the partnership. Now, Signs and wonders are not the power in which we seek for salvation. This is, this is good theology. This is good understanding of God right here. We don't run around seeking signs and wonders because there's something about signs and wonders in and of themselves that give us power to be restored in salvation. However, signs and wonders bear witness to God's word Word, like what you read in scripture, signs and wonders will back up, will bear witness to God's word rather than replace it. They both operate as partners to reveal God. Now I wanna tell you, it is completely normal for you and I to walk in signs and wonders. There's a great guy in scripture named Paul. He wrote most of the New Testament. In Romans 15, 18, this is what he said. He's speaking to the Romans. Everyone, have you ever heard of Rome? You know Rome? Okay, cool. So you know, this is, okay, cool. So he's talking to them. For I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed. Verse 19, check this out. How did he do it? In the power of what? Hold on a second. I want us to read that again. In the power of signs and what? Wonders. And he goes on, in the power of what? The Spirit. Why did God pour his Holy Spirit out on us, on humanity, in Acts 2, the day of Pentecost, and make people run around and start speaking in a bunch of tongues that no one understood, but there were some people there that did understand See, some of the people were like, hey, what's going on? We're from all these different regions, and we're gathered here right now for Pentecost, and all of you just started speaking in crazy languages, but we all understand them in different regions in their own tongue. Then you had a group of people that were like, now nah, they're all drunk. This is what the Lord was showing me. It's up to you and I to choose how you're gonna perceive when God wants to do something that doesn't settle in your cerebellum, that doesn't, that, that doesn't appeal to your intellect totally. You can't explain away that you can't line up all the dots. It's your choice. Is Pat drunk on stage today? Or is he speaking in a tongue 
that is agreeing and resonating in my spirit because I need a right now word for today because I feel stuck and it's time to shake off the residue. It is up, it is up to you. And I, I love what Peter does in this passage, the entire chapter of Acts 2. He goes on and he says, he quotes this out of the book of Joel. This was written again long before Jesus, long before this moment, which is a sign and a wonder in and of itself, this prophetic word that was written long before this happened. And, and this is what he says. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Can you stand with me this morning? Because we're about to get to business. How many of you need God to reveal himself in increased ways in your life? Raise your hand. How many of you can agree with the fact that like this prophecy from Joel that Peter's about to read, that it, I, I, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna preach on end times. It says, but in the last days. Can we just agree that it sure feels like we're in some last days type of stuff? Okay, let me tell you what God has given us for these days. I will pour out my spirit upon all people. That's you. That's all of you, if you desire it. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. That'll be a sign and a wonder. You start telling people prophetically stuff. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I guess that makes me old. I had a dream this morning at 419. I'm now old. Gonna be a grandpa, amen. Welcome to the club. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. What does that mean? Even on the most unlikely, the people that you don't think have the status in society, God's gonna be like, bro, I'm gonna speak so mightily through this person. He's gonna bring kings to their knees. He says, and I will cause what? Wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone, check this out. But everyone, you're, you know, you're part of everyone here this morning. But everyone who has the ability, who everyone who says, I have the willingness, who calls upon the name of the Lord, what will happen? God is going to show up. He is going to reveal himself and he is going to bring you the salvation in your circumstance you need today. It's time to shake off the dust. It's time for us to walk and to desire for God to reveal himself in deeper manners and signs and wonders, family. God is asking for his church back. He's asking for guys like me to unstitch myself from all my plans and attach myself to his mission. The Holy Spirit wants to move in his people again. And I don't want to be the bottleneck, so I'm going to read a passage, and this is, what I, this is what I feel like God told me to do, and it's going to be weird. Okay? Acts 4.29. And now. I want you to close your eyes. This is a right now. And now. Oh, Lord. Would you hear their threats? Would you hear the tension? Would you hear the circumstances that are beating our doors down? The last week we talked about taking dominion over. We talked about taking ownership over. Now we're gonna ask you to show up in power with signs and wonders. Can you hear, God, can you hear the threats that are beating against our finances, against our families, against our communities, against our state, against our country? Can you hear the threats that are beating on humanity? God, can you hear those threats? And would you give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word? Would you stretch out your hands with healing power and may miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus come Holy Spirit right now come Holy Spirit
And it says, after this prayer, the meeting place shook. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. God is revealing himself in deeper manners. is normal and right for us. Like Peter and John in the book of Acts to say, God, do you hear the threats? Do you see them? Would you show up? I felt like the Lord was saying, there is a birthing taking place. The pain that you're feeling and the loneliness is because the birthing place is never crowded. You're often by yourself, right, Jeff? You're often by yourself. I feel like the Lord was saying that there's a birthing taking place. If you're feeling tension right now, if you're feeling that, I'm telling you right now, God is gonna begin speaking to you. He's gonna start speaking to you in dreams. He's gonna start, you're gonna turn around, you're gonna see, you're gonna see like a physical road sign. You're gonna see something and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh. Pastor Pat just said like this, it's gonna speak to you. It's gonna hit you in a way that it's gonna be very, very clear. How many of you right now need God to speak in increasing manners like this? Raise your hand. Yeah. Could you just do me a favor? Could you just put a hand appropriately on the person next to you, please? There's a lot of hands. And here's what we're gonna do. We're going a little, like a a tad longer than normal today. What is the significance of the number 550 to somebody? Anybody? The number 550? Huh? Say that again. parachute cord wow who said that huh do you is do you (laughs) man so fascinating yeah just begin to pray over and just ask Lord Would you extend your hand? Would you reach out your hand right now? Just reach out your hand right now. I want you to know that you're significant and there is not anything that's too small that you can ask God right now to show up in. I want to remind you of that. Brian, the the old guy is dead, bro. Brian. Look at me. It's dead. Okay? All of the old stuff that you've been trying to fix, you're, you're, you're a car mechanic. You know, how to, you know how to fix cars. God is telling you this morning, Brian, quit trying to fix the old vehicle. I'm giving you a new one. It's time for an upgrade because you're a new dude. I'm giving you a new ride. Okay? It's time. God, whatever the needs are, whatever the threats are, whatever the things that are pressing on us right now, we take ownership over. We are gonna apply your character from last week, but today we're gonna say, in increasing measure, would you speak to us in signs and wonders? Because when you speak to us and, and, and we're able to perceive and understand, you bring clarity. So right now, God, I just ask for clarity. Um, I felt like what the Lord was saying is, is he wants to give creative provision to some of you. Um, If you're a business owner in the room, if you're a business owner in the room, can you raise your hand? Business owner. If you see, keep your hands up. If you're a business owner, I want you to open your eyes. If you see someone who's a business owner with their hand up, place your hand on them. Uh, Some of you are are in probably, somebody put your hand right here. JR, put your, there you go. 
cool. I'm like, some of you are in one of the biggest shifts you've ever felt in the industry or in the business that you're in. And it, that doesn't mean negative, but there's a shift. And I felt like God said that today, what he's bringing into order is clarity. And he's gonna give you actually a creative ability to see his provision in it. But he wants you to rest in it. Um, some of it some, I, I think some of it is we, we stress ourselves out and the strain is when we're striving. And I just felt like the Lord, for your businesses, God, I just pray right now that you would bless and you would breathe into these businesses. Lord, you would actually take things that, um, that need to be retooled and you would help us to retool those things. These business owners would, would actually have like incredible insight to be innovative in a way that uh, would be a complete like industry changes. Um, innovative in a way to bring, to bring income and to bring profit like never seen before. Um, but attached to that, I feel like the Lord is going to bring increased profit and increased success. He's going to ask you for an increased sacrifice. I feel like the Lord is saying, I'm bringing an increase, but I'm also asking for an increased sacrifice for you this morning. So God, breathe on the businesses in this, in this room. Breathe on the businesses of anyone who's listening right now. Some of you have had ideas um, about starting a business. If you've had an idea about starting a business and you, you cannot get off the starting line, raise your hand right now. You, okay, if you see someone with their hand up, put your hand on them. Guy, is this cool that we're doing this? Is this okay? I mean, I'm not really asking permission. I'm just, hey, if, if you have a creative idea and you just haven't moved yet off the starting line, okay, right now is the time to move. Here's what I felt like the Lord was saying, that uh, we are not thinking in chronological time anymore, that today is a divine appointment. It's a right now Kairos word for a right now thing, that whatever it is that God has placed in you, that he's spoken to you about, it's a right now thing. It's a right now move. It's a right now start that you just have to take the first step. You just have to be willing to be in the room. You just have to be willing to rest in his creative provision. You just have to be willing to say yes. What's your first yes? So God, whatever the first yes is for these creative ideas, whatever the first yes is, God, give them the ability to just take their first step. There is power in the first step. There is power in the first step. There is power in you taking a step today. If you are an entrepreneur or you have a creative idea, I'm gonna ask you to take a first step today. I'm going to ask you to actually take a step into the aisle and take a step down to the front, and I want you to take a first step today. This is a physical move for you. God, God wants you to physically move because he is ready and willing to spiritually move. New ideas, innovative ideas right now. I want to pray over these things. God, we bless these creative ideas. We bless the innovative ideas. God, give them the ability to adapt. Give them the ability to pivot. Give them the ability to just say yes to what the first move is. Give them partnerships that would be um, equitable, that would be profitable. Bring the right who's around them and all the areas that all of these individuals are trying to figure out how am I going to get this done God that you're going to bring the right person that's going to be knowledgeable and an expert in those areas so bring the experts God bring the experts but we are not going to stand any longer we're going to move today because this is a right now thing that God wants to do this is a right now and if you wanted a sign as to when you were supposed to move this is your moment this is your sign. This is the morning right now. In November of 2021, God is saying right now, this is the sign. This is the sign to move. 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 And it is time for us to move. This is the time for us as a church to become the manifold wisdom of a holy God to all of creation, to, to, to our communities, to our, to our state, to our country, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just ask for more. I ask for a shaking, just like in Peter and John, a shaking. Yeah. God, you want more for us than we want for ourselves. So God, I just, I, I break and I bind that lie. If you believe that in here today, 
If you hear, if you hear this, you see this, and you, and you have this thought that you're not good enough or significant enough, I want you to know, you actually are more significant to God than you think. That his favor is actually greater than your ability to understand or desire his favor. So today, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pray against, I wanna break off and bind the lie of the enemy that has perverted the things that you might have seen that are making you believe this is not for you. This is, this is not a 10 year thing, this is a right now thing. I feel firmly, this is a right now thing. There are ideas that there are ideas that will change industries. There are ideas that will be patented in this room right now. On our online campus right now that you're hearing. If you know somebody who needs a miracle, next week, you can send them a link. If they're not from this area, send them a link. They can watch on our online campus. I want you to bring them. I want you to bring them. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pray over them. And I'm gonna break down a good understanding of miracles so that we can walk in them because we were designed to walk in signs and wonders and miracles. If you need prayer this morning, don't leave here without it. If you're getting prayer, you can stay in this space. Andrew's gonna keep playing for the rest of you. God bless you. I pray that God speaks to you this week in your dreams and visions. When, you, when you're in scripture, that he would reveal himself in deeper ways, but in signs and wonders, but there would be an increased revelation for you in your life from God. He wants to speak to you. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen and amen.